welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And I'm Dale. And this week's game is Shadowrun for the SNES Part 3. That's right, folks. We are back, and we are continuing our coverage of this SNES RPG, quote-unquote action RPG, as, as it claims sometimes. We're just going to dive right back into some level-by-level level, uh, this episode, and we left off having just defeated the the vile octopus in the docks of the downtown area. Ah, uh, yes, the trickster that tried to make us believe it was our, our old girlfriend. Yeah, octopus, more like catfish, am I right? (laughs) That's really all there is to do at the docks now. Um, So after that, I think one uh, place of interest that, you know, we hadn't covered yet in this section of the game is that not too far from the docks, if you you exit this area, it's just kind of a, a little, you know, there's no crossroads or anything in the docks. You just head back the way you came and you can kind of head... I guess we'll say northwest, then northeast, and then there's a little, almost like a cul-de-sac area where you will find the very important hotel. Ah, yes, the hotel. Just before we leave docks, I can't recall if we covered it last week or not, but there is a gentleman standing at the end of the dock blocking a potential path forward, and I thought he gave us a keyword, but I didn't write it down. I can't for the life of me recall what it was. But he's he's blocking our way for now, and we need to learn something to say to him to get him to move. What a jerk. In the meantime, you know, the hotel is just going to be our area where we can sleep, recuperate, and spend karma. It's It costs, I think, 50 nuyen a night, which is pretty reasonable. It's not bad. That's a couple of dead bad guys, and you're good to go. Yeah, that's right. The street slayer, Jake Armitage. So, as you might recall, we got a very... <laughs> unfriendly welcome to this area from the gang called the Rust Stilettos. Ah, uh, yes, the Rust Stilettos, which apparently is just all the gang members we've been killing in this general area, right? As I understand it? I guess, yeah. They kind of run this this corner of town? Yeah, it seems that way. And looking around for uh, clues and stuff, there are, what, two different clubs we can go to? So, <laughs> I Two clubs in this area, and I think there are two more in, in the previous area as well. So yeah. There's a total of four clubs in this game for, for only having so many screens. It's, they're clubbing, brother. It's a happening place to be in Seattle 2050. <laughs> there's the Jagged Nails Club, but I don't think we can get in yet. So our only real option is the Wastelands Club. Yes, and I might be confusing the two, but is this the one that you're immediately attacked as you walk in by a massive orc? There's one that yeah. you walk into. I think it's the Wastelands Club that you're, you're up on a rafter and you're immediately attacked by, it's actually a ferocious orc. Yep. Um, and then you make your way down the stairs and there's just a band playing and everybody's having a good time and that's it. I'm like, why? Why Why do they put just, <laughs> there's no dialogue? Like, yeah, yeah he's just used yet. to it, I guess. And I think this is where you'll see like a weird, a grenade out in the, laying in the street. It says the pin has been pulled. If you look at it, I just passed oh, it up. Yeah. I'm assuming it will explode if you pick it up, but it a hundred percent will Nicholas. <laughs> oh, but yeah, you head right in fight an orc. It's nothing too crazy. It's kind of an interesting club because it's like you have this kind of catwalk or almost like a fire escape. Like, you know, you walk around and then go downstairs and that's where all the patrons are that you can 
talk to. Let's talk for a second about the dancing. There's a dancing animation that all the female sprites do in this game, and it's so bizarre. It looks <laughs> like they're just breaking their legs back and forth. They're ge- hey, man, maybe they have bionic legs or you know, cybernetically enhanced chicken legs to dance. In their- I don't know what the styles of dancing are in 2050. No, you're right. As I was, I'm, I'm not here to judge. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know what the styles of dancing are in 2023. So the wrong guy to. <laughs> There's a couple shadow runners here you can recruit. Which ones do we have here? And have we met my favoritely named one, Orifice? I don't know if we've met him yet, but here, I think here we've got, there's Frog Tongue, the Orc, Anders. And Anders is the one with uh, the cool sprite in the dialogue window, right? He kind of, he's got the shades on. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a tough guy. I think so. You can get a couple, uh, I don't know the keywords or names. If you ask him about Shadowrunners, Akimi and Steel Flight, but I don't think I did when I played. Obviously I, I didn't, I talked to a lot of these people, but I didn't hire any of them, but there's a dwarf Norbert who is purportedly the best fighter style shadow runner in the game or so i've heard i've watched a few playthroughs of this game and it seems like people tend to prefer hiring this guy i don't know why i didn't hire anyone else here up to this point in the game i hired one person just to try it out that was ham fist back in the beginning of the game and Mm -hmm. uh, he immediately left my party so we talked about that episode (laughs) once i screwed that up um, and then later on, we'll meet somebody that I hired as a shadow runner and stuck with them for a good part of the game. Right on. Yeah. And then there's another jet boy, the Decker. But our main goal here is to talk to the barkeep that has a very special keyword for us. He mentions that he's waiting for a shipment of ice. Yes. I don't think this is the ice that you're thinking of, brother. <laughs> yeah, this isn't. Uh, it seems so inconsequential, but later, I don't know. Just want to keep that in the back of your mind. Don't know if anyone guides us here. From does someone give us the clue? I don't know. If you keep heading, we'll say northeast from here is where that's the the base of the rust stilettos. Yeah, this is one of the spots that if if you didn't have a walkthrough and you're a kid in 1993, you might get stuck here because there's there's a lot of wandering around you could do. However, the guy that I mentioned at the docks that is blocking your way, he may have given you a tip. I just I can't recall what it was he said. Oh sure, okay, yeah, we do have the iron key we got from the very first assault from them. So I think we'll need that to get in. There's a, there's a few foes on the outside and this uh, hideout is pretty cool because it's, it's really like busted up rough looking like a, a true flop house full of uh, what we got orcs and gang members. I think. Yeah. I appreciated the, the artwork they put into this because it doesn't look like any other building in the game. Like it really does look like a, an unscrupulous place to be. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you basically just blast your way through it. There's a, I think you pick up a crowbar here in the front. And then in the, the second area of the back room, you, there's like five enemies. <laughs> First, they, they really start gunning away. So, and you know, hopefully you have your, you've upgraded your weapon and some armor, especially if you have the, what is it? The reflexes, uh, imp- enhanced reflexes, cyber boosted tech, reflexes, boosted. Right? Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, you can go blasting through there. Now, there are a ton of enemies in this area. If you don't get that mesh jacket upgrade earlier on, you'll probably get taken down trying to come through here. Uh, maybe not in the first room, but definitely the second room. Yeah, I could see it, you know, getting a hurting, especially if you're going alone. You might for real want a shadow runner here if you're not 
cheating like me, I guess. <laughs> the, uh, the crowbar is also another one of those very missable items because this whole place has got, you know, graffiti and there's trash everywhere. The walls are torn down. Everything looks like junk. So and the crowbar just blends right in with the background. You think it's just a prop. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you get it because it's it's easy to blend in. And when you get to the place later where you want it, it's like if you don't see it, you wouldn't know it's there to miss. You know what I mean? Like, where the hell do I go to get this? It's so you got to keep those eyes peeled. This comes back to every room you go into before you leave. Ideally, if you don't have a guide or anything, just get out that action glove and scan around, make sure that nothing's interactable. Sure. Yeah. Do it. Do a nice sweep. However you do it, you gun down all these foes and you can get, I think the last guy teases you about Drake is going to find you and kill you or something. You get a password from him. That is correct. It's really the password and the crowbar we're looking for out of this area, right? Yeah. Anything else we need to achieve here. We kick all these guys butts and then we head out. Now we got a kind of a rep now for, I guess, one handed, (laughs) single handedly murdering and a bunch of people that now, now the... The other club, the Jagged Nails Club, before they were like, you, you could try to get in, but the the bouncer or whatever wouldn't, you know, nah, you're small potatoes. But now that we have slain all these foes, they will let us in. They let us in for a discounted price. Um, I didn't know that they charged more than that because I never tried to enter the club before I cleared out the Rust Stilettos hideout. So I just thought it was 50 new yen no matter what, but oh, it's right cheaper on. now apparently. Sweet. You know, and this is a place, too, where it's like they have that yard to the left that almost always has at least one heavy dude or gang member popping up, <laughs> shooting at you while you're just walking in line like, come on, guys, it's a violent there's place. Other, there's other patrons in line, just not, you know, not a care in the world while you're getting lit up by these guys. <laughs> yeah, so we can head in here, and this is where we'll meet Kitsune. Ah, uh, Kitsune, my favorite Shadowrunner, the only one that I stuck with for most of the game. That's a lie the very end of the game i did hire one more and she died in one screen i read oh. that she, she was one of the better shadow runners and i spent a bunch of money on her I actually grinded a little bit for some new yen to get her mm-hmm. and she died in one fight so i was like ah no more Oof. no more shadow runners for me <laughs> not having any shadow fun with this i think there is a way that i read where uh, kitsune is a special in some way where it's like you can keep her forever. She'll never leave if you, as long as you don't. She doesn't die or something. And that is exactly why I decided to go with her because that is true. There's no uh, invisible timer. She'll stay in your party indefinitely. Um, but if she dies, she will respawn. So you can rehire her if you go back to the club. But at that point, she'll have a timer from there on out. Mm. So as long as you keep her alive for your initial hiring, then she'll stay with you. That's well, cool. That's good value there. Um, Stand by your man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, you might recognize her from the very beginning. She is the fox lady that came and healed us when we were shot down. Yeah, she's a babe, man. Totally. Yeah. In fact, she's the artist performing at this club. And if you get close enough and kind of talk to her, she'll she'll teleport down to you. This part's a little tricky too. This is this is a little too cryptic, in my opinion. Um, we needed some kind of clue because this club area, the area that you can run through, is small. There's not a lot to it. You got a bartender, a couple people walking around, mm-hmm. and what looks to be the main area of the club is inaccessible. You can't walk up there or do anything with it. So she's up there performing, and you she walks around and moves around the stage. And if you try to interact with her at any point where she's not semi close to you, then nothing will happen. And she's still not close when she gets close to the wall. You're still far away. So I, I wouldn't have figured that out, I don't think. It's a little weird because it doesn't really communicate that you can't, even if for some reason you tried it, because normally it would just be like too far away. And that's what it will do sometimes if you're not at, at this weird kind of right space. You really have to talk to her because she'll come down, give you some uh, 
She'll flirt with you a bit, but if you ask her about dogs, she will give you the leaves. Ah, yes, the leaves, which will be one of the items that we need for... Which spell was it? It's the heal spell, baby. Okay, okay. So, which, you know, after talking to her is pretty much the next... uh, The next objective is to go get that spell, because now we can become a a spellcaster. Oh, and if you guys do decide to hire her, just keep in mind, she is very difficult to keep alive. So you have to be incredibly careful when you're walking around. If, in fact, your plan is to keep her in your party as a permanent shadow runner. Mm-hmm. Um, before, if you walk into a screen and there's any threat of danger whatsoever, I would back up to the previous screen, uh, interact with her, check her health, make sure she's good to go. And you really got to watch her because if she's getting hammered with numbers, you're going to have to leave again, heal her up, bring her back. Yeah, yeah. I guess later when you start getting like invisibility, you could cast it on her before. I, you know, I, I don't know, but I didn't have to mess with it. Regardless, you know, she's a fan foxy lady, and if you want her in your party, just be careful. But yeah, so when I head back to the docks now, we'll, we'll go to the dog spirit and giving him the, the magic fetish, the dog collar, and the leaves. He will teach us that heal spell. The coveted heal spell that I didn't realize I had for many, many screens beyond this point. <laughs> oh, that's rough, man. <laughs> because now we actually get access as well to the magic attribute, which is kind of like our body where your magic it starts at one right and you just have to karma it up and for every point you get 10 you know it maxes out at 20 and you your mp your magic points will be 10 points per point of magic attribute and this is a really handy one to level up to it's going to save you a lot of backtracking back to the inn to to sleep or if you're cheap and you got no money you can always run back to the car yards and uh, sleep in that bed as well but that's going to take your grinding time up significantly Mm -hmm. Yeah, so your magic attribute is your MP, but you can also level up your spells, much like skills. They can go up to level six. So you want to, the heal spell, obviously, higher the level, the the more you get healed. So you want to max that out and get your magic stat up here, you know, to a decent level. Although for me, this was easier because using that cheat thing, (laughs) you know, I mentioned it gives you access to most of the spells, all of them except for heal, but it also starts you off with a magic attribute of 10. Now, let me ask you, Nick, did it bug you as much as it bugged me that you every time you want to switch spells, you have to go back to your menu, select the spell or equip it and then go back to the game? I wish I could just kind of, you know, cycle through them with the D-pad somehow. Yep. Well, that's kind of part of the curse of this. Yeah, because you basically have to equip a spell like you would a weapon and it's mapped to what, like the X button, I think. Yeah, which means stopping the action, going to the menu, selecting, going back to the game, and then if you're still in the same fight and then you want to heal after, let's say, casting, you know, freeze or something, then it's back to the menu, stops the action. It's just a little clunky to me. Oh, it absolutely is. It's one of those things where you're like, this. it's a good thing we're not, we don't have to deal with those tedious menus, but it, it, it's exactly what you're doing. It's even more tedious. So it doesn't. And in general, while we're, while we're talking about spells, there are five in the game, correct? Uh, yeah, I think so. We've got, okay, no, I'm sorry. There's just more than five. So we've got the Powerball, we've got Heal, we've got Invisibility, we've got Armor, we've got Summon Spirit, and we've got Freeze. Do you recall what you ended up pumping most of your points into? Because there's some of these that I didn't use at all, so I saved that karma. Yeah, um, well, I Heal, of course, I, I maxed out, as well as Invisibility and and Freeze. Same. That's the same thing that I didn't bother with any of the other ones. Uh, Freeze is incredibly important for a very hard fight later. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the others are okay. Like armor is decent, but it's (laughs) invisibility is just better. 
Once yeah. you get the partial jacket or even the full body suit, I don't think you you don't need to touch armor ever again. So you're 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 pretty invincible at that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Powerball and Summon Spirit are kind of like attack spells, which are okay, but they don't do enough damage to warrant spending MP, I feel, you know, even if you level them up. Agreed. So, yeah, that's the, the short of it for your, what do you have, six spells? Yeah. But heal and, like I said, invisibility are, they're the, the ones to get, which you definitely can have, you'll definitely have heal, but you could in theory, or, you know, if you already bought that black bottle from the talisman stop shop you could get that ink and learn it now learn invisibility and you'd be really big pimping yeah because but now that we're all spelled up at this point we're looking to take on rat shaman right that's right yeah um, i'm out of order nope that's right no you're right i think doesn't the dog ask us to do it or give us as a mission that's right that's what i was missing i was like why why who tells us to go kill rat shaman so yes we get our spells and then dog tells us that we need to go take out the rat shaman do we need to take him out before he gives us the spells or does he give you heal first i can't I, remember i think you can get heal you get heal first and then he's okay. like okay you're you're ready gotcha i at least that's how i read it i'm, I'm not sure <clears throat> i'm fairly certain he tells us that um until we take out the rat shaman he's not going to grant us any more spells that's like the task that we need to take care of for him in return for the rest oh, of the spell so so maybe yeah maybe you can't get the invisibility yet dirty dog but so we have to get to the there's a subway or not subway sewer basically that is kind of a weird entrance where it's it's kind of coming off this big plaza in the middle I don't know. It, it, it's a little like nook and cranny down in the, you know, heading kind of south east from this downtown marketplace. And I don't know. It's just a little exit from that area that I had not even noticed, you know. Yeah, I passed this place multiple times. I had no idea there was a spot to interact with in there. <laughs> but, and this nick yeah. is probably my least favorite area in the game. I hated these sewers so much. Thank God it's short. Yeah, it is. I don't know. It's kind of one note. You you know, it's like in a what's the clue they give you? It's hidden at a place where souls rest. So you have to look there. This is the way to a graveyard. And then once you get there, you open this gate and head down there. And this is just killing rats. Lots of rats. Some of them run at you. Some of them shoot blobs of i don't know i don't I assume they're throwing turds at you or something of that effect yeah i, I took it as poop as well. <laughs> rad feces these little guys move fast enough that sometimes it can be a little tricky to get that cursor on them and they kind of they'll run in screen in frame throw a turd at you and then sprint away real quick so they're just they're little rascals I yeah think. it's one of those where it's like i would just sit there and you know i'd have my cross arrow because i they follow a pretty strict pattern of where they're moving so it's like you can just wait as soon as they get on screen you can pop off a shot before they run back off and I don't yeah know, it, it takes a little while they are a decent source of uh, karma as well as protein so you know in that way <laughs> it might be worth <laughs> killing them all yeah, they're a good source of rabies as well if you want to get some of that yeah yeah well and like you said this is a short area so pretty quickly you will you'll arrive at the room with the rat shaman who is kind of like up on a elevated dais or maybe a subway old subway platform or something there are some rats running around on the on the lower ground but if you creep in you can just start shooting him and kind of ignore them till he's done that is true. The rats will mostly ignore you if you just stick to the left side of the screen. Yeah. Um, just shoot at him up on his, his little platform. This guy's not hard either. He's He mostly attacks with Powerball, if I remember correctly. But I think I got hit with a freeze from him once as well. Yep. It's, you know, it kind of sucks. But as long as you have your heal spell and, I don't know, level 10 or 11 or 12 body, you'll, you'll be fine. You can take the, you can take what he dishes out. Yeah, he's pretty easy. 
I don't know if we mentioned this either at all in any of these episodes, but um, mm-hmm. when the bodies die, they, they kind of transform back into what looks like a normal looking human. Is there a reason for that? Or is that just lazy graphic design? I don't, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Did you notice that it's because, you know, there's certainly different sprites for, for different types of enemies in the game, uh, whether you're fighting an orc or whether you're fighting a mage or even the, the rat shaman, they all look different. But when you kill them, a purple orb comes around them and they just turn into a standard dead body. Yeah, yeah. Same, so. I, I think it's it probably graphical laziness. Just, okay. I don't know if there's a story behind that, like everyone's a human in the future, but they're cybernetically enhanced or they're altered or whatever. But when they die, they return to humanhood. I don't know. I, maybe I, I have not that I've heard though. When you turn the rat shaman into one of these generic corpses, then the spirit leaves his body and then uh, identifies himself as the jester spirit, and that you must learn his true name before seeing him next. Ah, uh, yes, the jester spirit. So we've got that quest going on, and the uh, rat shaman drops a sweet three thousand new yen. Indeed, he does. He got a lot of money for living in the sewers. The low rent. He's just down there saving. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, taking down this uh, rat shaman, then we can head back to the to dog, who I guess will now teach us Powerball if we have the paperweight and the ghoul bone. Indeed, yep, ghoul bone. Off. Also, super easy to miss. That's something from way back in Tenth Street, beginning of the game in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So hopefully you have that. But if you don't, then or not, because that spell sucks. But you know, moving on. Uh, at this point, we need to head back to the Jagged Nails Club, to talk to our girl Kitsune about the Jester Spirit. Yeah, and she'll give us the clue to check out the Dark Blade. What is it, a mansion or house? Uh, Yes, Dark Blade Manor. Manor, yes. I think the the bartender will, if you ask him about Dark Blade, they, he kind of spoils it and tells you, you get the vampire's keyword and lets you know that that's what you're going to be dealing with. Which I thought it was odd that the bartender would be who we would go back to use this keyword with. And this, again, is another another spot that we've mentioned time and time again that you could definitely get lost just by going through your, your keyword list and trying to pick the right person. Yeah, because here you want to talk to the bartender about vampires, and then he'll tell you a story about a vampire in the club had like convulsions from these strobe lights. And then you get a strobes keyword, you ask him about that, and he's like, talk to the other guy and we'll let you have them. So you get that as well as back in that talisman shop, if you didn't buy the steak, you might be now when you start seeing like, hey, we're heading into some vampires, you might remember, I need to head back and get that. So make sure you've got it. (laughs) Exactly. And if you bought it uh, previously, as we pass through that area, then this will save you some backtracking. Yeah. We can wander over there now, but the gate will be closed. So to open it, you have our old shaman. If you ask about the, I think they gave us our, their number and you can call them on a video phone or whatever and ask about Dark Blade, and then they'll give you the phone number and say, that be careful or whatever. And then you can call the number, talk to, is it Johan? But I believe so. If you examined the magic fetish, it mentions a bat being carved into it so if you mention that to him he'll be like oh we're interested in buying it basically so come by and they'll open the gate kind of he's waiting right inside when you get there too so and once you get there you'll just talk to him about the magic fetish and he'll be very excited he is the guy right at the front door right or do we sell it to the vampire we're looking for back in his room no he is he's the guy right inside the door and it's like gotcha yeah he'll talk to you and let you in and then I think he, he directs you to go talk to Vladimir, right? With the yeah, uh, yeah. You can uh, you can either give it to him or just start shooting him. <laughs> uh, either way, <laughs> he will he will run away like he runs through the wall, right? He like disappears. 
Yeah, yeah. And then it's time to fight your way through this vampire place. Yeah, and we've got a nice little conveniently placed spot for grinding karma in the basement as well. So spoilers, we oh, make sure. our way down to the basement to, to find this vampire. And there are crypts and tombs and there's a lot of mum- mummies that spawn in this area that will chase you down and there these guys will hound you like they'll get you'll get stuck in a wall and they'll melt your life bar i had some trouble here the first time because it's like you can get stun locked easily because you have three or four of them they move quickly you know i was just trying to run by you know fortunately for us if you stand right behind one of the coffins there's a magical spot where no matter where they spawn, they can't get to you. So you just put your cursor in the same spot, just tap the tap the attack button, throw on Jeopardy, and <laughs> come back an hour later, and you got a ton of karma sitting there. For sure, yeah. So you can that's a that's a good spot for non cheaters like myself. Running through this uh, in the upper floor, you can get you need a, a bronze key to get down there. Uh, you'll right, find in the from, kitchen, I believe. Yeah, you, you kill some guys. You find it on a as well as. Uh, you can hack into some computers because there's a file that gives you a clue about the jester's name, and you can get uh, ten thousand nuyen. Oh, nice! That'll come in handy. Yeah, yeah. But either way, it's just I was just trying to run through with these ghouls. It's like you kind of got to fight a couple of them, but usually I was just trying to run past as fast as I could because yeah. Uh, I mean, not that it really matters because you don't even really have to fight the vampire. You do, you know, you'll roll into this big chamber, and then there's four of his ghouls come. A- assaulting you straight off the bat yep but all you have to do is run past them get to the vampire uh, immediately go to your menu pull out your strobe and then he is incapacitated my friend yeah and then you can stab him you ask him about the jester spirit and he'll he'll give you a fake name nirwanda nirwanda yeah which uh nirwanda forever no but uh <laughs> nirwanda vision maybe no he uh, every, every time i read the word nirwanda my brain said nirwanda <laughs> Yeah, that file you can download will say that this is not the truth. So if you know he's lying, you can stake him again. And then if you ask him, he'll say his name is Laughlin. Laughlin. And then we're given the option to stake him a third time if we want to. I don't know why you wouldn't, because you get a cool 5,000 new yen from him. Darn tootin', yeah. So you stab him, and then, you know, he does give you the key... The, the the keyword Bremerton, which is the location of, of the Jester spirit, so he says. So. Correct, Amundo. And Nick, uh, were you familiar with this vampire being one of the main spots to grind at? Oh, using it, you mean him himself? Yeah, so um, there's a sequence later on, uh, shortly after this point in the game, where once we get through that sequence, it will respawn this vampire character, and we can go down here and kill him for as, as many times as we want with the stake. It's super easy, oh, and you yeah. get 5,000 new yen every time. So if you're short on money and you need to go buy any gear you want, you just have to make a few long trips back and forth. Stake <laughs> him, kill him, take his money, rinse and repeat. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's a good call. So you kill him as many times as you want. Well, I guess it would be later, but kill him this time and it's time to head back to the docks because i think we can we can get down to that boatsman now and you can ask him about bremerton and he will tell you he can't take you because mermaids are attacking the ships (laughs) i forgot about this part yeah we do have to kill have to slaughter a couple mermaids this yeah well it's weird because it's like if you ask him then about mermaids he will tell you that the the water is too warm and that attracts them or something so if you remember uh, in the Wastelands Club, the manager was waiting on delivery of ice. So if you head back in there, talk to him, he'll let you know that we got the ice and everything's great and the guy's over in the corner. And 
if you talk to him, he'll sell you ice for uh, a ton for only a hundred million. Oh, nice, perfect. He asks you where to, you want it, and you just you have the keyword dock, so you put it there, and then you can head back uh, back to the docks, and the fellow will take you to, or I guess his name he'll he'll let you know his name is Captain Jack, and. <laughs> For uh, a thousand million, he will take you to Bremerton. Heck yeah! This is a uh, back at the club. Probably a good point to hire another couple of those shadow runners if you want, because uh, Bremerton's a pretty hefty little dungeon. Yeah, it's kind of a pain. It's interesting because you just you know it'll show you a little transit picture of of Jake, and then you're just there, and you're on a ship, an old like I don't know if it's like a battleship or something. So here's a question for you, and this this might be a dumb question, but is the Bremerton the ship? Or is it the area we're in? Because we never never set foot on another city or anything. Yeah, it's it, you just are kind of thrown in there. I believe Bremerton is the place, and we're just in a ship that's there. Gotcha. Because I think I read that Bremerton is actually a real suburb or something of Seattle. Gotcha. But this area is full of ferocious and massive orcs, gang members, gang leaders, heavy dudes, and mages. And there are some poison slimes. There's like these oozes. Which some you can kill, but there's the green slimy. They're like toxic waste. You can't kill them, and they will come and get you, and they will kill you fast. Dude, I hate these slimes so much. Right next to the rats, probably hate the slimes more. Oh, they're they're some of them aggressively chase you down and just wedge you into a wall and just slime you. And if you don't know what you're doing, you're just screwed. You know? Yeah. Did we mention too that uh, to even get into the ship, this is where that crowbar comes in handy because all the doors are rusted shut and there's one you can pry open with a crowbar and that'll take us inside. Yeah, you kind of wander around the the top level of the the deck of the ship. You can can kill a guy who has a a dog and then the dog will attack. If you kill it, you will get dog tags, which you can use to learn the summon spirit spell from the dog. Now, I had the thought when I came to this because this is the first dog you can fight in the game. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, uh, if I do kill this dog, I wonder if the dog Shaman will not give me spells, or if there will be any bad blood there or anything. So I had the thought, but I killed him anyway. Yeah, well, he comes at you, and you have no choice. <laughs> but you battle your way inside, and then this is a long, this is a weird, kind of confusing part of the game, because you're in these rooms, and you're, you're fighting enemies, but there's also these little switches that you have to keep an eye out for that look kind of like a gray button. I feel like the word switch is kind of a misnomer, but uh, sometimes you use it to open doors and such and, and slowly work your way through. One of the orcs will drop a safe key, and then later you will find a safe. So you open that to find a detonator and a broken bottle, which you'll need. You get some explosives that are dropped by an enemy, I think, right? And you that will if you have that, I think it automatically combines with the, the detonator and the explosive, and then it just becomes the time bomb in your menu. <laughs> yeah, and before we can even get this, we got to talk about the spot in this game that I got stuck and had to send you a text about, like, hey, man, what the heck do I do? The switches you mentioned, super hard to see. I definitely didn't notice them. Um, I think we've already established that I have trouble seeing stuff in this game anyway. But uh, <laughs> uh, They are tough to see. It's not just you. Yeah, there's there. if you're not paying attention, you, you walk right past them. And there's a sequence as you're traveling downward inside of this ship through this labyrinth um, where you're ambushed in one of these safe rooms by a bunch of ferocious orcs and you can't kill them. They're invincible. Yeah. So, and the only way to kill them is to to hit these aforementioned switches, lock them in there, fill the room with water and drown them, then drain the room out and unlock it again. Yeah, it's it's kind of strange because I, I guess if you just hit those switches, you would get the messages ahead of time that would be like the airlock is shut, the room is you have to kind of do them in the in the right order to kill them. 
and let's just assume, let's say you did see the switches on your way down and you were playing with them. Um, it doesn't tell you that there's a bunch of guys, you know, that die that were going to ambush you. All you get is that's that sweet death sound. Yeah. And you're, you're just like, well, what the heck just happened? I don't know what I did. Like, you'll hear some, yeah, some off camera screams and it's like, you know, and, and all the stairways you're fighting down, there are mages and other enemies shooting at you. You head down there and you will find in that safe, I think that's where you get the green, the precious, precious green bottle. Because, I mean, you may have come to this other area already where it's guarded by those green slimes and you, you can't kill them and there's just no way to get by them. They're, they're too fast and they will they will kill you. But the green bottle, I guess it has some sort of antidote or antitoxin to it that you can use and it, you just use it, go into your item menu, use it on the blob and it will disappear and you're good to yep. go. And I spent an embarrassing amount of time just shooting these things, trying to kill them. And that's the other thing where I was like, hey, man, how do you kill the slimes? It doesn't really communicate that you're not doing anything that well sometimes. You know, it, it would be nice if it was just like you get a little message where it's like, this is useless or I can't kill them. Just try yeah. something else. Just one little dialogue window, man. Come on. Following through, uh, you'll get to the kind of end of this ship where you will. Are there guards outside? You'll find a magic portal. Yeah, so I don't think we fight anybody before we get the yeah. portal, right? It just appears, correct? Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't think so. But you, you head through there, and that's a, you're, now you're in a crazy weird dimension. It looks like you're in a, a Contra game or something. The background is, is, is quite different than anywhere else. And we're, this is where you fight your first Naga, which is a, a big, tough enemy. Yeah, yeah. Which is Very tough. cool design as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty vulnerable to either invisibility or the freeze spell if you've got them yet. And you'll eventually arrive, which I, I believe, I'm not sure if I got two here, but I know, I, I think this is the limit of where I got when I was a, a child playing this game. Oh, really? Okay. Well, you got farther than I would have got, that's for so, sure. Well, I it was multiple rentals, I remember, constantly. I don't know, not constantly, but you know, I rented at least three or four times. So. But this is tough because you're in this big room, and eventually you'll get to kind of it. Kind of reminds me of a stage at the end of the room where you see the the jester spirit is represented by of kind of of mask and two hands just floating. Oh yeah, I could see that. And you can't you can't approach either, right? It's you can't walk up that ramp, or can you? I, you can't get right up to him. I mean, you can get him on the screen, and he just starts lobbing. Yeah energy balls at you i don't know if you can dodge them or you know you just want to get in there and start gunning away the now i had a little bit of trouble with this guy uh, did he take you down at all yeah, he's a little tricky i had so many magic points though that i was always able to heal i was just I, I i don't recall using any spells or whatever and just like blasting away i i think also i bought the uzi before this oh really okay so i was still rocking the shotgun all the way up until i bought the assault rifle and then i, I ran with the assault rifle until yeah almost the very end of the game the uzi is pretty expensive for what you get but i just did it because i wanted that auto fire and i was able you know you can just hold down the button and it did it's, gotcha. it's not truly i don't think it's stronger than the shotgun so if you're if you're cheating and you have a ton of free money it's it's a nice deal but <laughs> yeah and this fight is uh unique too because it at some point, uh, while you're shooting him, again, the only way that we can kill him or, or achieve our goal here is if we call him by his real name. So at some point, as you're hammering on the damage, he'll pop up a dialogue box and say something to you. And that's your cue to interact with him and start a dialogue with him so you can say his name. Yeah. And then uh, you just, yeah, use that keyword, Laughlin, and then that will end it and <laughs> end the battle. You'll get your sweet karma and then you can talk to him again ask him about drake and he'll give you a volcano keyword so that's a clue for the future and uh but yeah you get that volcano keyword and then a portal appears that you where you can leave 
Indeed, and this portal is our ticket to reviving our vampire friend that drops us that sweet, sweet new yin. So every time that we go through this portal, he's respawned. So mm. if you want the vampire to come back to life, just go through the portal. But that requires you to go through the Bremerton area all over again. So it can be a little tedious, but you know, if you need money to get, let's say, the, the, the full body suit towards the end of the game, that is totally worth it because I believe it's, it's either the partial or the full body suit that makes you entirely impervious to all the damage that you take just running through the streets. Pretty so much, yeah. No more, yeah, no more taking any damage just running around. Yeah, and you should do that ASAP. All right, Cartridge Commandos, that's going to do it for this week. We will be back next week to finish off Shadowrun for the Super Nintendo. Special thanks to Radiant Blur again for suggesting this sweet game. And while I'm at it, might as well thank all of our awesome patrons. Uh, We appreciate all the help you've given us week after week, month after month for years and years now. It's, uh, It's really great and appreciate it a lot. If anyone else has game suggestions, questions, anything, you can hit us up. Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com can also be reached theoretically on uh, cart command at twitter as well as on facebook so thanks so much really appreciate it all you chummers out there so until next week as always game on Did you start recording? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. How, sorry. I don't know how it looks from on the other end. You know what I mean? So Normally, it's, it gives me a prompt or something. I didn't see anything pop up. But oh, I got you. Okay. All right. Sorry. Hold on. I'm sorry. This insane <laughs> cat is driving me crazy. What the fuck? <laughs> Fucking ridiculous, man. Sorry. That's right. She's especially shitty today. I don't know what her deal is. She was being really cool when I was playing Zelda and just chilled out. But She just wants your love, brother. Just give her a little love. She can't have it. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry. <laughs> All to, good. About to murder that. Ah. About to murder this mic stand, too. I'm about to be a double homicide.